Hi guys, it's Sean here. And I gotta say that I have a great, great affection for, for today's country. I, I've been there last year and I lived there amazing times. Um, it's nothing related how we see it on Netflix and those kind of series. Um, I truly recommend to, to visit it. So if you need any tips for the country or if you want to hear about any specific uh, country, let's say, you can always connect with me. I will be glad to hear you. So, yeah, today's guest is David Valbuena. So he's from the biggest city, which is the capital, Bogota. It has about 7.5 million inhabitants. Um, he studied there business administration in Poland and in Barcelona and also was assistant professor uh, in his university back in Bogota and afterwards a strategic consultant. Now he is starting his career in marketing and sales in General Motors, also in Bogota. As usual, you can connect with him in LinkedIn and Instagram. The links are in the description. And just before we start, I just want to mention that today's episode will be more focused on the big cities of the, the country. But since Colombia has so many things to, to offer and to explore, I might bring someone from a different part of the country to discuss those um, things. So let's get started with this. Let's spread the world, but you have to stay home. Listen this show about things you might not know. Badum badum, badum, badum badum bade, badum badum, badum, badum badum bade, badum bade. Thank you very much for being here, David. Uh, thank you, thank you, you, Joao, for inviting me. <laughs> um, bro, I never seen such a hidden gem like Colombia. Like a lot of people think like it's a narco country, but it, it, it turns out uh, being really a fascinating country. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like uh, for for most foreigners, it's really common to to relate our country to 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 only the the bad stuff you know to exactly. to to that sad era of our history which was the the 80s and the and the 90s to to Pablo Escobar and especially that that series uh, narcos which is like only from a couple of years ago i think i have never i never see i've never seen it i've never seen it on netflix but uh if i'm not wrong it was it's from uh, like 5 years ago and and yeah. it was an since, since that series started, I think like the good image that our country had started to 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 obtain like in the in the couple in the in the in the in the past decades mm -hmm. uh, got worse again because of because of that series. So. On the other hand, I think you you have a lot of good things that will for sure balance, and uh, in the future people will realize that the country is really good. I love my country. I'm really proud to be in Colombia. It's, it's really easy uh, to love Colombia, I think, no? Yeah, it, it's easy and it, it's hard in, in, in some parts, but yeah, it's, it's also easy to fall in love of the, of the culture, uh, of the people, as, as you were saying, also the, the food, the, the drinks, uh, the party. I always say like the, the, best, the best parties I've, I've ever had in all the different countries. I've had the opportunity to, to visit uh, the best ones uh, have been and for sure we've always been there, the parties I've, 
I've had here in Colombia. I think no, that the part is <laughs> the part is in Colombia. It's something uh, really unique. You have like the salsa, right? You learn to dance, right? I tried. I, I tried. I tried to learn. <laughs> and uh, you tried, but did you find it? You did you find it hard or? Uh, it depends because like I, I started like to, um, like at low levels, so it was like classes for foreigners uh, and tourist and tourist guys. But once you get a step inside the club and try to dance it with local people, uh, it's really dif difficult because locals they really know how to dance. It was not enough for me to dance with with the yeah, people. and and it's actually and funny because like most of the time you were spent here and you were only in, in Bogota. Uh, as you mentioned, the city where I am from, and I consider I can I I know the basics like uh, I know how to dance yeah like the basics of salsa bachata and, and merengue. But if you ask someone from from a different city from from outside Bogota, um, yeah. they always say that that we people from from the capital are the are the worst uh, at, at dancing. That we're not we're not good at all. Yeah, so, I yeah I saw I saw that I saw that people, for example, in uh, Medellin, they they dance really 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 better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, they dance really well. Actually, they make fun of us. They they say that this this kind of music. I don't know if you you or the people that that are listening these are able to distinguish it. The merengue, which is a little different from salsa. And especially because it's way easier to dance. People from other parts of the country, they make fun of us and they say that we invented that, that music here in Bogota just so people from the city you could dance. say that because, we, <laughs> because we, fa we found salsa too hard. But you know, since Bogota and Medellin are the two largest cities, uh, we usually compete with, with one another. It's very common. People from Medellin, they believe, they used to say like, they are the best city in Colombia. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting topic. So in Colombia, you have two main main cities. You have uh, Bogota, which is the capital, and you have Medellin, which is uh, well. How how can I describe it? Uh, well, it's exactly. well in the past. Uh, I have those problems with Pablo Escobar. And yeah, yeah, like all those drug problems that most people usually, as I started talking about, like most the, all those drug problems that most people or most foreigners yeah. relate to Colombia. They were indeed like focusing in Medellin. Uh, Pablo Escobar was from Medellin. from that city. But the thing is, like, it turns out that Medellin is performing really well. Like, they mm -hmm. they have something that Bogota doesn't have, or any city in uh, Colombia doesn't have, which is the metro. Yeah, Med yeah that's Medellin right. <laughs> has a really good metro. As also, like, it's really beautiful city, unorganized, safe, which is uh, something that yeah. it's really viable. Yeah, they they are they are doing extremely well. Uh, I think it's also because they are not as huge in terms of territory and people as Bogota is. Uh, as you said, Bogota we have like over seven million people if you count the 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 metropolitan area, which uh, you add up like to to more municipalities that are pretty close. Yeah, you because to like ten million, ten, right? 10, 10 million. Yeah, you get to almost to almost ten million people living that's, in the city. That's and, the same as, as Portuguese uh, habitants. No, it's crazy, and and it's because it's the capital, 
like public transport is kind of collapsed. So it's it, it, it's crazy. Yeah, you and have a big other... issue in in public transportation. No, even even not like also like with within the countries, the roads, the facilities are not the best, right? Yeah, but the interesting thing to to see is that amid that context of disorganized uh, developing countries and bad public transport systems, you have Medellin with with such a good uh, transport system. I yeah. mean, like they have metro, uh, they have like uh, light trains uh, that go inside and out of the city. They have like this thing. I don't know the if there's a word in English like uh, metro cable is called, which is like buildings that go that are hanging from from cables uh, and go from pole to pole mm -hmm. and are especially designed to to go like in the mountainous uh, parts parts of the of the city so it's extremely efficient like you really can cross the whole city imagine in less than than one area than one area even though you live in the most uh, distant uh, part and the most marginal part of the city and actually that's one of the things i think they are doing like really well and it's in terms of equality uh, one stop i always talk a lot uh, about my country because i think it's important is that we are a really unequal country yeah, yeah. Uh, like there are people there are pe really rich people there are really nice areas uh, they are really wealthy companies and families. Uh, there, there are also a lot of a lot of people that is that is really poor. And for so, example, when you are yeah, but so let's say let's say if you compare Colombia with the rest of the countries in Latin America, because we need to um, put that in the contest. Do you say that okay. Colombia has more inequality in the in South mm. uh, America or not? Yeah, I would say it's one of the most unequal. Maybe not the most. Uh, I don't have like the the, the exact numbers, mm -hmm. but as far as I know, like of course there are some countries in Central America that are doing like a really bad. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and we're not that bad. But Colombia is still very unequal, and for, is that you can notice it. For example, you come here and you go to Bogota, Cartagena, or Medellin. You go to the to the wealthiest parts of the city, man, they, they, they are beautiful. They, they, they are. I, I have always said that I would prefer to live in one of the wealthiest uh, neighborhoods or neighborhoods of Bogota or Medellin than even living in some in some European city. But uh, when I when I was traveling Colombia, I I saw it not let's say in the city. But I saw it, for example, when I went out of the city. So let's say uh, I was in Cartagena, inside the city of Cartagena. It was quite mm -hmm. okay. Like uh, I didn't saw like really, really rich people. And next to at the, the next door, really poor people. I saw it when I left uh, the city. And I started looking yeah. at those houses and, and everything. Yeah, and, and actually that's something that I find really interesting about, about Europe. That when yeah. I went there to study in University of Barcelona, I think that uh, in the in the friends group uh, we made there the, mm -hmm. in, in which you you were included and all the Portuguese guys the Italian girls the Greek girls uh, like most of them I would say they came from small towns you know like I I, I think none of you came from the capital of of your countries maybe Onur from 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 Istanbul but 
for example, you you are just telling me you come from a kind of uh, small city, city yeah. yeah. Uh, like people who live in small cities and towns, they are usually poor. Yeah, it's really weird to 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 know to get to meet something who is from a from a from a small town and 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 also comes from a from a wealthy family. It's not common at all. You don't have business outside the the cities, right? Yeah, and it's a it's maybe a coffee. Yeah, it's a whole historical problem. It has explanation. Maybe uh, yeah. Maybe uh, someone who knows more about the, the history of the country in mm-hmm. further detail could, could explain better. But yeah, it has historical roots, uh, that problem. But I found it really, really great and really, really, really fascinating about that about Europe. That uh, for, for me, that is the, the idea. You have more equality and more opportunities. Like, like, again, I remember, like, for example, you or the Portuguese guys, or I remember uh, the, the girls from, from Italy, they also came from, from middle-sized cities, and they were able to go on an exchange semester, like, to, one, to a different country. Like, man, here, here it, it's not even possible to imagine. Like, the people who, who are able to go on an exchange semester here in Colombia are just, like, the extremely wealthiest. Like even okay. for me, I, I at the beginning, and I, I think I told you, I yeah. I'm always very very grateful with the opportunities to, to that, that I have to to go to two different exchange program programs because it's not common at all. It's really expensive. There are not a lot of opportunities. And on the other hand, I remember when I was talking with you guys there in Europe, you were like, no, well, but it's pretty common. Like eighty percent of the university students from my university go on go on Erasmus. Yeah. And the university like uh, finances uh, most of the expenses, and I was like, man, that's crazy, that's amazing. That links uh, with exactly one really interesting thing I realized when I was in in Colombia that you guys in Colombia, the students, they really value the the fact that you are studying. And here in Europe, let's say at least in Portugal and maybe a little bit in Spain, you assume the studies uh, for some. You, you take it for granted. Exactly, exactly. And you guys in Colombia, you really value that. Like, for example, in Portuguese universities, like we get in the beginning of the semester, we get drunk all day and everything. And you guys in, in Colombia, you are not allowed to drink alcohol, even close <laughs> by the universities. You know, and because you really value the, the opportunity to be in the university, you are really proud of it. Right. I remember that was very shocking for you, right? <laughs> when when I first told you that we were not allowed to to drink inside our campus. And not even outside. close by. I I talked with a guy from a, a grocery store. He told me that he was not allowed to sell alcohol for certain hours because they have like the universities close by. You can I I could never imagine like in Portugal they all get drunk every day in the beginning of no this. and I remember like it was also really shocking for me like the very first time we we got drunk at the at Universitat de Barcelona at the cafeteria <laughs> man yeah. I remember there I I was like just like looking at at all pictures and there were like then like two or three tables like completely full of beer bottles like three yeah. tables I realized like <laughs> man that. Like, 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 how, how could we, how, how could we? And actually, I, 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 I want to confess that the very first, maybe the, the, the very first two times 
uh, I feel like it was really outrageous for the for the university. Like you you know like like I was really bad. I felt like at any moment a professor or a security guard from the university could come to me and say like what what the hell are you doing? You nah, it, you? it was it was it was fine, bro. Um, another topic. That, that I think that it might be interesting to talk is the, um, the Colombian peso. The, the difference between euro and the Colombian peso is huge. So let's say with uh, 10 euros, I, I would be able to, I don't know, right now buy like three meals, four meals, maybe. Yeah, it, it's really, really cheap for you on your hand. It's extremely expensive for yeah. us. Six years ago, it was not that expensive to go to the United States. I think it wasn't to Europe either, but by that time, uh, travel restrictions were higher, like you needed like a, a visa. Uh, uh, yeah, but that, that, that has a name, like the international uh, territory, you know, a Schengen, okay. you need a, a Schengen permission or a, or a, or a yeah, Schengen we don't, visa. We don't know what it is in, in, in Europe, it's so easy to travel here. Yeah, it's so easy, it's so, yeah. so easy. But for example, six years ago, it was almost impossible to, to go to Europe, we always make fun that uh, when someone met uh, a European here in Colombia, the first time your friends used to say like, no, come on, you cannot let him or let her go. You need to get your Schengen. Because <laughs> for us, it was like the, the greatest achievement to get, to get a Schengen permission to, to enter Europe. But my point is that by that moment, when our currency was stronger, it was not as easy to enter Europe. So yeah. I cannot tell you much about the the, yeah, but the perception the, the of the point, euro. Yeah, but the point is maybe now it costs you like more three times. When I went there, maybe you didn't realize, but for me it was crazy. When I when I went to 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 to, to Barcelona like the, the first month, mm -hmm. I was I was losing my mind because <laughs> I don't know, like basic stuff, like especially meals, especially food for yeah. us are extremely expensive. Let's say uh, I don't know, for example, how much is a, is a regular lunch in, in Europe? I don't well, know. You... No, in Europe, it depends a lot through In, the Bar in Barcelona, how much could but, be but a regular yeah, lunch in, in, in Barcelona? Maybe a hamburger with some potatoes. I don't and, know. And, and, and something drink. to drink. I would say like maybe 13 euros, around 13 euros. 10, 10 13, 13 euros. And 13 euros, when I was there, it was, I, I will make the, 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 the mm -hmm. conversion because I'm, I'm really lazy to do the math. Uh, <laughs> three, four. When I was there in Europe, the conversion rate was one euro per 3,600 Colombian pesos, which is, I think it's always been higher than the, than the dollar, uh, but it was like particularly, particularly expensive. So 13 euros times 3,600. It was like, man, it was almost like 50,000 Colombian pesos. Oh my God. It's with, that, with that amount of money, you could eat like at one of the best restaurants here in Bogota. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. The, the, the very first month I was living there in Europe, I was losing my mind every time I needed to pay for food. I, I felt really bad. I felt really bad because I made the conversion in my mind and I was like, ah, my wallet. Bro, I had I had the same I had the same thing, but in the opposite. So I hate you. 
Yeah, when I when I went there, like I could have food in the really really good restaurant um, <laughs> without paying almost nothing. If, if let's say if compared to the let's say Barcelona standards. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. By the way, uh, Bogota has really really good restaurants and uh, really yeah. nice looking, even better, maybe better than Barcelona. Yeah, a lot of a lot of foreigners ha have told me so. I also I've also have a. A friend of mine, a, a friend of mine, a professor. I I worked for a, a couple of, of of years ago in 2018. Uh, mm -hmm. He came here. He's Canadian, and he was also living like in, in Portugal, I think. Mm -hmm. And he 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 also told me so that he was very very impressed uh, for the for the quality of the of the restaurant and the gastronomy offer of, of Bogota. It's, we are, we are, we are really good quality food, and, and it's really and also sustainable and 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 healthy and and uh, with really good quality. I I I saw it in Bogota. Yeah, that's something I I really appreciate about about here in Bogota. And it's as 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 you mentioned, there are a lot of uh, like a really huge offer, and I think that's also thanks to the to the amount of population. The, mm -hmm. Because like since there are like a large population, there will there there are like more space for new companies to enter the market. Let's uh, let's say how so because we were, we talk about a lot about food. Um, my question is how easy um, for you or as you think it is to to create a business in in Colombia, like let's say a restaurant or whatever. If it if it's easy or not, what you what you think? Because I, f I feel like Colombian has a lot of taxes, uh, a lot of maybe corruption, legislations, yeah. and so on. It, de it depends. It depends. Overall, I would say it's like first, like, first, like you, you need to, to, to keep in mind that uh, most people here in, in the country, because of our history and all we we pass through we use we tend to be like really negative in some stuff so if you if you ask most of colombians uh they will say like it's really hard to to get good opportunities for anything mm -hmm. overall mm -hmm. like in terms of a study work uh, entrepreneurship mm -hmm. uh so the short answer will be like, like yes it is it is hard uh, because of several several things. Uh, first, because there are not a lot of government support, even if you compare the country to others in the region like Chile or Mexico. We have some government programs that encourage entrepreneurship and could give you a funding. I even do, I even did a couple of years ago, I worked for a small accelerator company. It's called Rockstar. Uh, the, they, they are amazing and that goes like my the second part of my argument is, and is that even though it's really hard to to start a business because what i tell you because there are not like huge uh, government uh, support program programs uh so you are basically like on your own if you want to start a business uh there are a few like uh tax reliefs or uh yeah overall like economical uh supports there are great opportunities and I just a couple minutes ago before you started recording we were talking about Rappi yeah. and 
Rapi is a good example that it is not impossible to 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 start a, a venture uh, here in Colombia. For yeah, happy, happy. Let me just say, happy. By the way, is um, is a is an app. Let's say that where you can buy everything. So if you let's say if you want to buy a bottle of uh, let's say aguardiente or a bottle of water, any any kind of alcohol you want, you just buy it and it's like global, global in, in yeah. And yeah, you, you can you can ask for anything. They, yeah, they were not the literally, ones but li but literally anything. You can buy a bed in Happy. Yeah. You can buy uh, whatever it comes to your mind. They they will bring it to you. That's the, the they will bring it to you. Actually, they think that's kind of their slogan that anything you can think of, we will bring it or we will do it for you. Yeah, and mm, that's amazing. And Rapid's a good example that you can. You, that you can do an, a venture, that you can start an entrepreneurship project here in Colombia and succeed. Uh, they didn't invent the model. Like uh, it was based, I think it has already been uh, designed by uh, Uber with Uber Eats. And uh, I, I don't know if it's European or Brazilian company, Global. I think it's called. Uh, I'm not sure neither. I'm I think it's Glow. It's also like a delivery company. Yeah. But the guy from Rappi, uh, who I am proud, yeah, which I am proud to say that are from my university. And also uh, for mine, he took he took the MBA in mine. Well. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they were they were really smart. Like they they knew how to how to design the whole model. They were they were really ambitious. They were really ambitious and they, since the very beginning, they ambitioned that they wanted like a huge and massive business and they did. And I think that the key is that since we are a developing country, there are still a lot of market opportunities. There are a lot of informal markets. Uh, I, as you said, I started business management and I was always taught that to begin as or the key to a successful business is to identify a need or a necessity uh, in, a, in a segment of population. And what I want to say is that since we are a developing country, uh, there are a lot of people with different needs, with different necessities. And because of that, there are also a lot of, opportuni a opportunities. Lot of opportunities to, to start businesses that maybe in more developed countries are already saturated markets what you can call a blue ocean in management mm -hmm. or yeah, in business management terms. Yeah. It's a blue ocean because there are different, several markets that have not been, have not been exploded yet. Uh, so there are, there are huge opportunities. So uh, again, like concluding, I would say that the, <laughs> the answer to that question is like, yeah, indeed it, it is hard because you need to make maybe a greater effort by yourself like in terms of uh, gaining investment or surviving during the very first years of the venture, which are the, the hardest parts of any, of any business to survive the very first years until you get to your uh, breaking point to cover your, your fixed costs and technical stuff. So maybe it's, it's hard than in, other, than in more developed countries in those terms, but at the same time, on the other hand, uh, there are more opportunities. There are more opportunities because, again, uh, the market is not as uh, as full, as concentrated as it might be more developed. More in Europe. Developed yeah. yeah.
So, yeah, that's, yeah, that was a really, really, really good answer. Thank you very much. Okay, <laughs> last, last one. Um, give me a top three places to visit in Colombia. As you, as you, as you. Oh, man. <laughs> top three. Best. I, I know it's difficult because Colombia has so many places, but in your opinion, top three, top three uh, places to go. So in terms of cities, I think for me, for me, it's very clear. Like, again, there are like really marvelous and outstanding cities uh, here in the country. We are, we are not such a small country, actually. We have like over 50 million people. And because of that, we have like several medium and large size cities. So there, are, as you said, there's a lot to know in, in Colombia. But if I, if I had to, to pick like my top three, uh, man, I would say like uh, the third um, would be Cartagena. Wow. Yeah. Cartagena for me, it's a, it's a city. It's really beautiful. It has a lot of history. I think it's a, it's a city that, that played a, a key role in the, in the Colombian history since our independence. Mm -hmm. and, and it has become like a very important spot uh, for foreigners in terms of business and, and also tourism. tourism. So for me, Definitely. it's a really, it's a, it's a, it's a really, a really unique city. It has a lot, again, it has a lot of spirit and it, it's on the Caribbean shore. So <laughs> it's a good point of, of a start for, for any place. Since you have, since you have a, a good Caribbean beach, you can, you cannot complain. <laughs> uh, second, uh, Man, I would say Bogota. Bogota is in, would be my in my in my second uh, position, uh, and it's because yeah, it's it's the capital. As we were discussing uh, before, uh, we got a lot of people living in here, and because of that, there are a lot of businesses, a lot of party, a lot of different uh, restaurants and uh, restaurants and the cultural offer. Uh, is huge in the very top <laughs> and again it might be very controversial especially considering I'm from Bogota uh, but I would say Medellin I would say Medellin I, as I was telling you at the beginning Medellin for me it's like the best example of how, how, how a country that has gone through really harsh times and yeah, like really, really harsh times a couple of decades ago, uh, can get over it and can uh, improve uh, itself. As we were discussing, like uh, Medellin is the, is the best example of that. Uh, after the, the country get over the, the hardest uh, drug, uh, drug era, yeah. uh, after the, the, the 90s, uh, man, the city has experienced like a... A, a, a huge boost in terms of a economy, in terms of again of social development. Yeah, so I, I, exactly. I, I also I realize like the people, the mentality of people. It's also that they want to be better because since everyone connects uh, managing with dark uh, time, uh, they 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 want to be better and they want to improve. It. That that was something that I really saw in in managing people. In Colombia, we say that people from Medellin, they are like the, the best, uh, the best businessman. Uh, they are like the, the most uh, perseverant ones uh, in terms of studying and working. As you said, mm -hmm. they always want to like to 
improve themselves and, and that's amazing ahead. that's that's really amazing I feel that, that they are improved and when you go to the city you can notice that like even when you go to the poorest and more marginal parts of the cities which are the the comunas Mm -hmm. uh, which was which were also very famous in the in the drug times uh, because were the most violent parts of the of the whole country and I would say the whole continent. Yeah, uh, they are really developed right now. They have a lot of social programs. They really embraced like that history of uh, of the drug years, but not in terms of uh, like uh, feeling proud of them, but it's more to in a sense of improving you guys uh, you passed through uh, difficult times but i'm sure you guys in a few years will be on top and uh, you can know <laughs> how to how to manage those assets you have in your country for sure you you will have, uh, you will have yeah success. yeah I, I i i want to i i, I want to to think the same but uh, yeah brother um let's finish this and uh, because we are already run out of time um Bro, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for your energy, for your time, for being here. Uh, you are amazing. Thank you very much, brother. No, thank you again, you, you all, for inviting me to. <laughs> Cheers, bro. Badum, 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 bare, badum, 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 bare. Let's spread the world, but you have to stay home. Listen this show about things you might not know Badum 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 bare badum 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 bare badum bare